Hello. Hi. What's up, Buttercup? Lots. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. What's going on? Nothing. Just a hard day. Yeah, tell me about it. So today is actually the 26th anniversary of my dad's death. Wow. So we've been very emotional today. Because, um, like, it never... It's not hard every year. Like every year this day hits me differently. This year it kind of took my feet out from underneath me. And I think it's just because I've got a lot of other stuff going on and it's been a hard year in general. Um, so just dealing with that and, you know, anxiety. I was like four seconds away from a panic attack earlier today. So I believe, sorry, I'm, I'm well, listening. I promise I am. That's okay. But I was sitting here thinking, I was like, man, I was kind of shitty today too. And then I was like, is there a full moon? There is one this weekend. Well, maybe that's our issue. I And it's in Aquarius, too. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. Yuck. We love that. So manifest some shit. <laughs> I, I, yeah, there's not a lot new. How are you? Um, I'm fine. <laughs> I am drinking um an angry orchard hard cider but it's not like the apple one it's rosé i did not like it really i enjoy it yours is pretty good the bud light tea i well and we were just talking about this i don't usually like tea of any sorts but this isn't bad i will drink it yeah. yours i don't like you went back to school shopping today tell me oh about back to school shopping god why <laughs> it well we dropped like 500 dollars <throat> But if you think about it, it's like two fifty per kid, which is what I would normally spend. Right. Um, it was good. Like they needed a lot of stuff because my kids grew a shit ton this like these last couple months, mm. and so they had outgrown all of their like jeans and long pants. And all summer, all I bought them was like new shorts. Don't fucking slap that fly, please. Just no. Out. I'm just mimicking him. He's like, oh, I thought you were gonna like clap at him, and it made me nervous. No. But no, so like they had outgrown all of their like longer pants and long sleeve shirts. So we just Man, stopped up. Aiden has grown like a weed, isn't he? He's almost as tall as I am. That's and insane. It's nuts, dude. He like borrows my shoes to take the trash out. He's, <laughs> he'll be fucking nine next month. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, uh, bro, first of all, you look adorable in my flip flops. But second of all, no, like your feet fucking stink. <laughs> So no, it was it was a little bit chaotic because Aiden had a sleepover with his friend last night, so I'm sure they stayed up late. Uh huh. So he was tired and emotional. Mm-hmm. Avery is just hell on wheels all the time, so she was fucking flying around the store, hiding in the clothes. I'm like, I despise myself for being this child, <laughs> but she's a kid, so I'm like, <clears throat> and she's sitting in the clothes, like hee 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 hee, like fuck. <laughs> But it was successful. We got it done. I have all of their stuff taken care of now. So, Man, I'll tell you, I did not do shit today, homie. I Let's see. Chris and I got this new game. Oh, my God. We have to play it. Chris wanted to invite you over, but I knew you were not having a very good day. And so I was like, nope, well, we're not inviting her <laughs> don't over. Don't even talk to her. Um, but I can't. I don't know what it's called a, Called on the top of my head. But it's like, it's like poetry for Neanderthals. Have you heard of that? No. Oh my God. It is so funny. So like you have these cards with like just one word on them. So it could be candy for one point and cotton candy for three. And it's kind of like charades. Like you're, you have to get your teammates to guess what the word is, but Uh like you're talking like a Neanderthal. So like only one syllable words. (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) One syllable. One syllable words, if you use more than one syllable, there's like this inflatable bat and you beat the shit. You beat the shit out of them if they break a rule. But like it reminds me, and I know you're not that big of an office fan, but it reminds me of the office when Kevin's like, Why say more word when less word do trick? (laughs) It's like that. And so we kind of messed around with that today. Um it was. And then we watched some Grays, we watched some Disney Plus, we played some um bikini bottom rehydrate no saving bikini bottom re- i don't know what it's called but it's a spongebob video game so oh. we played spongebob and then just snuggled with our animals i had a very violent cry yeah I, I said, i'm so sorry that happened <laughs> i knew the picture <laughs> i know you very well and so i'm like chelsea is to be not talked to or bothered today yeah don't disturb let me avoid yeah so 
Nope. Just know I was thinking about you. Thanks. Nope. And that's what I needed. I needed to be totally left alone with my kids. Um, and I did. I got very emotional and I had a good cry. And the vein in my forehead was very prominent. <laughs> when I see that picture, I was like, look at that fucking vein. <laughs> you know, it was, I, it, I was like fucking Megamind there for a hot second. Oh, but, my gosh. <laughs> it was so funny. But I feel better now. Oh, my gosh. Yesterday, what? we kind of talked about it in the last Damn. episode, but now it's a little bit more official. We did the coolest thing. We did. Ever. And we're we're doing the coolest thing ever. So this, and I know we, we touched on, on it last week, but this girl reached out to us over Instagram. Her name is Mary. And she was like, hey, do you guys want to work together and talk about mental health and improv? And we were like, um, shit, yeah. Yeah, we do. She has like a TED Talk, I believe. Like, yeah. Very cool. I think she is super cool. She's so nice. She's so nice. Oh my gosh. We're gonna be very skeptical about it just because I want her to be able to like introduce herself and like right, yeah. be I'm fresh not, and new. But yeah, we're not gonna say a whole lot about her, but, but she we, is super, super cool. And we got a FaceTimer yesterday. And we've been like playing around to figure out how we can like collaborate this episode with her and yeah, not she's in a different region of the United States. Yeah. She also said that we're friendship goals. Oh my God. She did say that. that so like, cute. Cause she was confused. I don't know if she thought we were like married or something. We are. <laughs> but she was like, <laughs> she's so do you, wrong. she's like, do you guys like live together? She's like, cause I've listened to a couple of your episodes and I was confused how, like it sounded like you guys were in the same room. Um, so I didn't know if you lived together or what. I was like, no, I mean, we live in a small town. We live like four blocks away from each other. Right. And she's like, oh my God, you guys are like friendship goals. And I was like, stop it. Because we were talking about how we have like keys to each other's houses and <sighs> so fucking cute. I'm really excited. So that um, episode will be next week where we are yeah. with her. So if there are any questions or comments or anything that you want to know or share about mental health or improv or humor or literally anything else in the entire world send it to our instagram at mental health sucks our email our sucks is s-u-c-c-s sorry um our email is mental health sucks sucks is s-u-c-c-s at gmail.com and we also have a facebook with the same name and a tiktok and a tiktok you guys would be so proud we sat around the other day and fucking reset all of our okay. passwords so we here's could access with, everything here's the thing with tiktok i think only one of us can be logged in at a time that can't be true because before i got my we were, iphone we, we were, were both on it in. Yeah, but as soon as you logged in and changed the password, I was kicked out. And now whenever I try and log in, it says the password's wrong. It's you, weird. You should try to change the password. Oh, my God. So confusing. Anyway. But, yes, if you have anything related to that topic or not related to that topic, I don't really care. Send it over to us, and we will talk about it next week in our first, like, real collab. I'm kind of, like... I'm nervous. She, well, and she thought we were like way more popular than we are. And we're like, girl, we're so, we were so nervous to talk to you. Like she, yeah, she said something about us being like in the top 10 or something. And I was like, there's no way her, girlfriend. Like Her fucking intern found us. Yeah. She said intern. I was like, excuse me. She's like, and, my, my and who? intern found <clears throat> you. And I was like, we like, I'm, I'm, we are I'm not worthy of being found by I'm an a, intern. <laughs> I'm afraid she's going to be very disappointed <laughs> because like you have an intern and to like, you have an intern. We have an intern. Who found us. Deuce. Oh, deuce, yeah. <laughs> we have an intern. We have, like, you have an intern who found us to collab with you. And like, you think we're like super cool, but we're really like sitting here with our Walmart microphone. <laughs> Losers. I don't know. I'm excited though. I think it'll be fun. It will be fun. I don't, she seems super down to earth. Like not like somebody who would <clears throat> judge our Walmart microphone. All right. <laughs> so. Hopefully. Hopefully. But she, it is going to be really exciting and really fun for us. And so we're setting up a time where we can record with her this week and make sure everything goes off without a hitch. Cause you know, technology is hard. So fingers crossed that all goes well. Yeah. I think we will be doing that over zoom. Um, just to get a better audio quality. So if you guys are lucky, we might have some video to share as well. We well on the gram. I was say we probably could share it as like a like a video on the Instagram live episode. Maybe I don't know. Lots of cool things are happening though. Don't and get it's exciting. Head. It is exciting. It's kind of one of those things like we dreamed about, but we're like, this is never gonna happen. 
Mm-hmm. And now we have this like super cool person mm-hmm. who's like, let me talk with you. Yeah. Because you guys are so cool. Is this, is this how Karen and Georgia felt? <gasps> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you still want a titty? <laughs> you can't take <take> this <clears throat> Oh, Elvis. Oh. Rest in peace. So we'll just say, deuce. <laughs> deuce. Deuce. Okay, what are we doing? We have a friend here. Just a friend, strictly platonic. <laughs> that Emily sleeps with every night. My hubby is here. <sighs> um, we're going to talk about, now that school's coming up, um, we're, we're going to talk about mental health in school, primarily college. Um, it can be a tough time. You are leaving your family after 18 years. Um, could be to a new state. Lots of cases. It's a new country, especially in Shadron, that we have a lot of um, international. international. Um, and it can be hard. And with that comes mental health struggles. So we brought my hubby in because he works for the college. And so you can talk to us a little bit about it. So, Chris, go. <clears throat> tell us, okay, first of all, tell us just, like, what your job position is. Like, what what do, what do you do? <clears throat> well, I am one of three assistant directors of Housing and Residence Life. Mm-hmm. And I like to use the term dorm mom. I still want to get you a shirt that fucking says that. Or, like, house bunny. Because when you, when you say that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a lot of people understand it. You know, when I would walk up to somebody like, yeah, I'm an assistant director of housing, they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, I'm a dorm mom. Oh, so you like supervise all the students. It's like, yep. Glorified babysitter. And so, exactly what he is. I oversee High Rise, which has roughly like 350, 380 amount of students in there. And I deal with more of the, I don't know. It, higher, higher class really wouldn't be like the proper term, but like I deal with the more serious situations, right? That happen. Whereas, like, I have a team of ten resident advisors that oversee the day to day. Like, if a student gets locked out of their room, noise complaints, roommate conflicts, I only help with those if I need to, but kind of give them a little bit more independence to like take care of their floor. I am always called to any situation that revolves around drugs and alcohol, mental health, suicide. Um, and you know, some cases even like sexual assault and anything that involves a police officer or ambulance. So I know a lot of times with the, with the situations that involve sexual assault, um, you really try and keep the least amount of hands in that bucket. Yes. That's a we, terrible metaphor for sexual assault. Please we, pick a better one. We, <laughs> well, you know, hands in the bat. Okay. Well, we pick use a better a term, one. <laughs> the less hands in the pot, the better. Right. And so anything that revolves around sexual assault, um, whether it's digital, you know, in person, whatever. Yeah. You know, the first person, if not, if it's not like an active, like immediate situation, you know, obviously we call 911, mm-hmm. we get our Title IX coordinator involved. And yeah. so we like to keep it to them and the immediate people that are at the situation. So if I'm not there, my staff is informed, you know, to make a yeah. judgment call, like whether it be 911. Mm hmm. Or the Title IX coordinator. And so we, you know, obviously we we kind of train them on like how to use their judgment. And obviously they can call us sure. for any anything that they need. Um, we just try to keep it as basic as possible. Keep names out. Keep, you know, we, we're there just to kind of guide them. So that way we don't have to be involved unless the Title IX coordinator involves us. So if I am involved, I won't bring, I won't even email it to my boss it goes straight to the title nine coordinator, which I really respect because I think in those situations, I don't know that we've talked about sexual assault really. Um, probably one on one of our early episodes, but we haven't gone into like detail. No. Yeah. But when you think about sexual assault victims and I work with quite a few of them in therapy, um, discretion is like the biggest piece. And so I just, I respect that, that you guys are really doing everything, everything you can to protect their privacy and make sure that they have the power to decide what gets told and where. Yep. Cause it could be really easy to be like, okay, just call the cops. 
Yeah. Or let me tell me RA and then the building director and then the, yep. The head of housing and then the associate director and then the title nine. And it's just like telling your story over and over and over and over. Just re-traumatizing. Yeah. 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 So what are, so how long have you been in your position, Chris? This August sits five years. Okay. So So. in the last five years, what would you say are like the most prominent mental health concerns that you've seen? Well, uh, as you guys know, it's very broad when it comes to mental health. There's a lot of different things that can, you know, affect somebody's mental health. I would say one of the biggest ones primarily that I've seen because for a little over two years, I over oversaw Kent Hall, which was 99.9% freshmen. Yeah. So a lot of the mental health issues that I was seeing was um, – being being away from home uh, a lot of students travel five plus hours away they're not used to being home and that kind of like sickness starts to sit in and they yeah. they start to miss home and that would be one of the biggest ones relationship uh issues is definitely a big one too i've seen a lot of um you know, mental health issues spiral because of a relationship. Yeah. Can I kind of interject here too? I think that there's a lot of triggers, um, including I'm away from home, um, relationships, whether it be like roommates or romantic or even just friend groups. Yeah. Friend groups. I mean, people, I mean, girls can be catty in college. (laughs) Girls can be catty always. I, right. That's why you're my only friend. (laughs) Because we're both catty and no one else wants to be friends with us. Have you seen those TikToks where it's like me and my best friend wondering why no one likes us? And then they're like, and then they're like talking shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, it can go from that financial stuff. College is expensive. And say your yeah. financial aid didn't get kicked in. You get an email saying you are going to be dropped out of classes next week if you do not pay this bill in full. That can be it, a lot. We So our staff does for the first um, good portion of the semester, every semester, we have this thing called intentional interactions, which is essentially um, overseeing your residence and kind of documenting what you see. And so it's cool. kind of like a little mini report. And it's kind of interesting to see like the um, mental health issues because they're supposed to highlight in yellow. That way it pops up if it's like a essentially a, a, a negative and a, a concern. concern. Yeah. Gotcha. And so at the beginning of the year, a lot of the mental health issues, you know, like we talked about are being away from home. And not knowing what to do. And then you kind of see that as, you know, financial aid kicks out, as midterms come, you'll see those, the verbiage change from I'm homesick to I'm, you know, financially unstable. I can't, I'm being kicked out. I don't have friends. Roommates moving out. That's a huge one. Mm -hmm. Um, Students tend to panic. Yeah. At the thought of, well, my roommate moved out. Now I have to pay twice as much for my room. And so we get a lot of that. And I'd say there's not one that's like, you know, obviously I think the homesickness trumps everything. So it sounds like they're like just learning how to deal with real life stressors without having a like family support system. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of just thrown into it there. And you see some students who have like a lot of family support, like yeah. they'll, they'll get care packages sent all the time. Mm-hmm. The college, has a thanks mom <laughs> <laughs> my mom sent me care back at this i live in the same time she fucking took me grocery shopping like, <laughs> I, can't say, I didn't get a hair package like, so some students get care packages but some students don't get anything can you imagine how the students who don't get anything feel when they start seeing those care packages roll in like my mom didn't send me anything i didn't get i i moved myself in freshman year my mom didn't move me in Granted, I told her not to. I live 45 miles away. I didn't need my mom to come right. help me move in. But still, she didn't she didn't send me care packages, and so I'd give her shit for it. And she'd call me, and she'd be like, why don't you just come down to Gordon? And then I'll go, I'll buy you whatever you want. I'll take you to the grocery store. I'm like, that's besides the point. I want a care package. To, I feel left out. I don't have to drive 45 miles so that I can get my care package. I want you to send me it. Send it to me so I don't have to do any work, Mom. <laughs> so I do have uh, bestcolleges.com list the first the top five common mental health challenges um and i mean they're pretty pretty consistent with what we're talking about depression 
anxiety, suicide, eating disorders, and addiction. Which the addiction makes sense to me because that's where you really like start partying and right. The eating disorder is actually a good one because yep. the freshman fifteen, you know, theory. Students come and, you know, you're used to having like a home cooked meal. Yeah. And then that's it. Maybe you snack every once in a while. We, it's like a full course buffet in there. My ass ate hot pockets and every fucking night. <laughs> you would, you would walk in the first thing you see is three different kinds of pizza. Yeah. And then you get to a salad bar, a tiny salad bar. Yeah. Then you have your main course. And then you have another side course, which is usually like, you know, a different cultural meal. Yeah. And then you have like a pasta bar. Well, so let's not just talk about binge eating though. I can tell you from experience that anorexia in college students is so high yeah. because of the fear of gaining the freshman 15. Right. If, so if you already have like precursors of disordered eating or of like obsession with food and then you go and you're like, I'm not, I can't eat any of this stuff. Cause at home I had, it's kind of like a two way, you know, you have one way where you yeah. see this and you're not going to eat anything cause you're too scared. And you have the other way where you overeat and then you gain so much weight that you get put into a depressional state because mm -hmm. all of a sudden yep. you're gaining a massive amount of weight. Yep. And so, or even, even, you know, bulimia, they go and they eat whatever they want and then they go yeah. compensatory yeah. behaviors, whatever it is, whether it's over exercise laxatives. I was going to say, yeah, let's talk about athletes. Oh, you don't want to get me started on eating disorders and athletes. That's a whole other episode, y'all. Like, well, and and that's another. I mean, I mean, athletes live in the dorms. I mean, we see a lot of it. So, yeah, there, know. there are. There's definite mental health um, issues within the athletic department. I mean, athletes are held to such a high pedestal. Yes, the anxiety and, and depression among athletes. So WCHR, maybe I shouldn't throw them under the bus. It's too late. A long time ago. They did a survey with a bunch of the student athletes just to kind of see. And what was reported was super high depression and anxiety. Yeah. Well, they're held to these extreme measures. Yeah. And it, one, if you can't get, if you can't essentially do the work, you get red shirted or you get sat for a long period of time. Yeah. And then there's others where like, if you get in trouble, yeah. sometimes it takes getting pulled over and getting a DUI. Right. You know, depending on the situation. Your entire scholarships could be ripped. Yeah. And then for a good amount of students, their scholarships, what's holding them here. So as soon as that sure. scholarship gets ripped, then we're knocking on their door because they all of a sudden can't afford their room and they start dropping classes nice. and they stop going to school. Yep. So it's like one thing after another. Stepping away from the athlete portion of it. I know we talked about, um, you say freshmen, the the needs appear to be most prominent in just because it's our first time away from home. It's our first time having freedom. So there's a lot of maybe substance use going on. Um, I would disagree. Lot, well, okay. I'm still, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Go. Um, I'm thinking about seniors too, because leaving. Well, it's, yeah, it's the anxiety and the fear of what's next. What if there's nothing left for me? What if, my peaked in college. What if I, where do I go after this? How, how do I go? After well, and so this? part of, part of where I was thinking with the seniors, cause that's where my mind went to, you're probably not capturing a lot of that because a lot of them probably don't live on campus. Yeah. Right. So you're not going to see those <clears throat> mental health needs, but there is that stress and anxiety of graduation and all the stuff you have to get done. Grades. Well, there's if the, you fail one class and you can't graduate, you know, like there's just so much that goes. There's the it. generalistic form too. Like you're, when you graduate, you have six months of a grace period before your financial loans, loans. and then you start paying those back. And so you have students that are like, what do I do now? I don't know where I want to go. I don't know what job I want to do. I'm graduating. Like I don't have the income yeah. to afford the, a possible know. move. When yeah. I think what's hard yeah. is we, we go into college because that's, and not everybody, but this is like a generalized statement. So in our society, it's become normalized. Like, Oh, you graduate high school and you go to college. You have to go to college. So then you yeah. go to college and you spend four years getting this degree, but then they don't tell you like what's after that. Right. Yeah. So societal expectations are get a job. Mm -hmm. You have one survey to determine your life outside right. of college. Right. So yeah. there's, I mean, I think, I think you're right, but I think they're just, it's, I'm sure there are different needs for every age level, 
but I can see how freshmen and seniors would take the predominant amount of that stress. Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of have a good idea of what those needs are looking like, who those needs are presenting in. How do you approach it? Let's talk about training. Let's talk about referring. What does that whole process look like? Yeah. So for our staff, we have a multitude of different trainings that our, our staff Jeez, sorry. I'm like, shut up. I have shit in my throat. <clears> throat> um. One of the first ones is QPR. Um, and what is QPR? Let's talk about QPR. That's my happy dance. Just because I'm so fucking proud of our college here. <clears throat> Question, persuade, refer. So proud of Chris right now. Get I always get the it. R wrong. And get I'm like, you know, like, I've been through five years and I figured. But yes, they so, get through QPR. and So this is not a mandated training for the colleges, for the college system in general, right? Not for the college, but for the resident, for our housing and residence life staff, yes. Love it. Uh, we pull them in about a week before school starts, and they go through a week-long training of different things ranging from QPR. They, our counselors come in and they do a training on how to, how to take the stigma out of counselors. Like, so by so QPR, I just sorry, I want to go back. QPR is a suicide prevention training. Yes, it's how to talk to people who are having suicidal ideations and how to get understand them like signs and yep everything like that. So you said yeah. question, persuade, refer, and then I was like, nobody's gonna know what the fuck that means. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, talk, talk us through QPR a little it's bit in, for the people who don't. Essentially, really from my understanding, is it's just like a, it's a training to get you more comfortable in the topic. Yep. Um, it's to get you more comfortable asking somebody, or have you contemplate? Are you thinking about you know, taking say the life, words, Chris, Jesus, committing so, suicide. Do you, you want know, to taking, kill yourself? Yeah, with, it's getting that kind of panic mode out of the way. With so that. when working with someone who is struggling with suicidality, there's no beating around the bush. It's, no, you just fucking ask. Do yeah. you want to kill yourself? Because if they do, they're going to say yes. Well, yeah. some might not, but you can't beat around the bush because it'll, yeah. yeah. So, like Chris was saying, QPR is question, persuade, refer, and it's based on suicide prevention. And the whole training is teaching you warning signs and symptoms and what to look out for. And if you notice these things in somebody, how to get them help, what to say to them, right. the appropriate way to approach that conversation. Um, and so that's, I mean, obviously suicide's a totally different topic that we haven't covered yet because we're waiting for suicide awareness mm -hmm. month, but. It's a great training and it's gotten a lot of, RA feedback, resident advisor feedback, uh, students that have to go, and I'll try to keep this generalistic so I don't get myself in trouble. But like, <laughs> Chris gets fired from coming on the podcast. We've had staff that have came back after having to witness and be a part of a, yeah. uh, a suicidal case. Um, and they've said, if it wasn't for QPR training, I would have froze. That's awesome. And so I love that it gives me goosey. It, 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 and it's, a, it's one of the, no, it's one of the <laughs> trainings that, you know, it does, it does hit some people. Some people walk out and have to take like a couple minutes to absolutely. It's, well, a heavy. it's heavy. Mm -hmm. That's why generally in QPR trainings, um, because I, I helped a colleague who does them in most of, in a lot of her trainings. That's why there's usually two people. So if someone needs to leave the room, that alternate person will step out and make sure they're okay. Yeah. Um, another training obviously is like working, like understanding like who our counselors are, where they're located yeah. and you know, how to, you know, get more students to like utilize that resource. Cause when you say like, <clears throat> you know, go see a counselor, it has that weird stigma that counselors are useless. And so gross. Um, I don't like that. One. I know. Right. But it's true. Yeah. Some students will will say like, oh, "I've tried to see a counselor back home. It just doesn't work. They're they, they're useless. They don't help any." Yeah. And so the counselors come and they give us helpful tips on like what to say, and what they do, mm -hmm. um, to help make it uh, a little bit easier for the RAs to, um, kind of persuade the student or students yeah. to go see a counselor. Um, we have three counselors. Uh, one of them is with Project Strive. And so mm -hmm. understanding like if you are working with a student who is in Project Strive, we can refer them to that counselor right? because chances are that counselor knows them a little bit more. Yeah. But 
we have three amazing counselors on campus and they are so passionate about their jobs. They're so passionate about helping students. And so, um, <laughs> yeah. I can vouch for one personally, but <laughs> yeah, cause she's my therapist. I was going to say, I don't want to, I don't want to like get too deep here, but you, she's my you, therapist. you see someone on campus. Cause I'm technically a student. Yeah. Yeah. And I love her. She was like, so I had worked with her a couple times professionally. Um, but she was one of the only people in Shadron that I didn't work with consistently. Right. And so knowing that like, as a student, I have those, that service for free. <clears throat> One, it, it helps me so much as a single mom because I don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay for counseling. She's fucking amazing. I won't give names because I don't want to like, <laughs> no. you know, favorite some of it. She is fucking incredible. She's probably one of the best, best people to have helped me through the shit that I've gone through this last year. So I can personally vouch for one of them. <laughs> Another final training, which one, I think is probably one of the most useful and most um I don't know. I don't, exciting wouldn't be a good one, good word to use, but like yeah. one that the RAs come back and say that and that's one of the most helpful resources. And so it's behind closed doors for BCD training, which is what I host during training. And what it is, is it's uh, so we have resident advisors, we have senior resident advisors. So the senior resident advisors run it and they do mock trial rooms ranging from alcohol, drugs, suicide awareness, sexual assault. Um, and they do trial runs and the RAs um, essentially go to the rooms as if they were doing rounds and they were witnessing it for the first time. And so it's yeah. nice to have the senior RAs doing them because they've, they're using actual, you know, like real life experience, real life scenarios, but dumbing yeah. it down, like not, not putting names into there, sure. but using like situations that they have seen so they can actualize it. And so when the students get back and they have to deal with something, it's not their first time doing it. Is what well, you're saying. It, they're making it more comfortable because right. for, for our new hires specifically, so non-returners, our new hires don't know what they're going into. Yeah. You know, they think it's, yeah, I'm just going to do rounds. I'm going to sit in desk, maybe do an alcohol write-up, you know. And then they get there and they freeze. Yeah. And I think that's cool you guys do that. I kind of yeah. want to sit in on that. Yeah. Can I go to that training, Chris? <laughs> yeah. So can do it. <laughs> this training makes them more comfortable. We give them a number of different scenarios. We let them go more than once. And obviously, it's not a surefire way to um, understand, like, you're not going to be good at it your first time, you right. know. But it's going to get you more comfortable um you're so weird our our staff obviously knows too like that i wouldn't be doing my job if i wasn't supporting my staff and so they always yeah. know they can call me if they have a situation and they need more clarification on it yep. or guidance or just support sometimes i've been called just to stand there yeah and all i do is stand there and i watch and they just run the show and so um yeah and then you know one of the you know, kind of like care for yourself thing. If any of our staff is ever on anything mental health related, uh, mental health scenario or suicide, sexual assault, just a really heavy even overdose. Yeah, a any heavy topic. Any heavy topic yeah. yeah, we like they are. They know that they can take as much time as they need to off after the fact. There's lots of support. Oh, that's awesome. We yeah, we're not just like well, you were Great. up till four a.m. doing documentation and. You have an 8 a.m. class. You got to go to your 8 a.m. class. No, our well, my boss. You know, because we like to keep um, the line of communication to one person. Our boss will call and you know say, "Hey, this student was on, you know, a serious this situation, call or whatever." And they did not get that chance to get to bed until like 5 a.m. Yeah. And so this I is think, a super specific question. Oh, yeah. Is your staff trained to administer Narcan? Ooh, they should be. They should be. Nor okay, Narcan. That's the. Uh, <laughs> oh, so that's an, that's that's no. That's, that's a no. That's the wake up spray, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I just I'm I'm curious. Are you guys trained to administer that? I. Okay, it's a YouTube like our, video. If you're not, I feel like our police department has talked about it because the police uh, department comes in during training week too. Yeah. And so this one, this time we're going down to the station because they're going to do a uh, marijuana burn for us and all that. 
And so, oh, um, dude. Okay. So one time I did a crisis call and they pulled out this bong to show me. They're like, Chelsea, check this out. Cause it was super fucking late. And I think we were all delirious. They turned up all this light and this fucking bong was like glowing in the dark. And I was like, cool. What do you do with it? And they're like, <laughs> we put it in the evidence room. I was like, you don't use it for training. I would. <laughs> anyway, irrelevant. I would say it's talked about, but in the five years that I've been here, I've known not one time we've needed to use it. Well, well it's, it's it's but I do easy. agree. I think I think at least um, there should be one in each building. I want to say like the Narcan training is like a YouTube video. It is. It's like a five minute YouTube video. And you watch it, and it just shows you how to administer it. Well, it's then... just like tourniquets. Like I, yeah. we've been trying to push to get uh, tourniquets in each building too, so that way we can have it. Well, because I mean, it's that like, it's that two seconds between saving a life and losing a student. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you can administer Narcan before EMTs get there, you increase the likelihood of saving that life. Yeah. yeah. You want me to rally whoever I need to rally so that we can get Narcan <laughs> in your building? No, that I, that's something that I will talk with. Um, your supervisor. Well, not only, yeah, not only my supervisors, but the police department too during, yeah. during training. Because um, I know, at, I mean, at work, we're able to, but there's a big old box of Narcan <laughs> that you watch yeah. the video and you check it out and I mean, mine's just sitting in my desk, but if I ever go to a home, I always have it with me just in case. You never know what you're going to walk yeah. into. Sorry, that was an there, oddly specific well, question. No, there's, there's probably, it, and it's, you know, I, I wouldn't say that we're in a perfect system. Right. There's always things that we're learning through time that will help us better the future years. Yeah. And the nice part is we have, you know, we have the ability to communicate with other colleges and universities to find out what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's something that like, you know, coming from, you know, mental health, like advisors, like, you know, WCHR, anyone that has any, any information that could be beneficial for college students, colleges, open ears. Yeah. Like, I know I did a lot of presentations up there when they were doing those like dorm nights. Um, so can you guys refer outside of the college counselors if need be? And if you can, where do you go? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, um, me. Short answer. <laughs> Chelsea Turner. Short answer is no. We, oh. we say no. Um, and I'm, oh God, I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to say. Sorry. Um, fuck, I keep doing this. You know, it's the thing where we have paid counselors on campus who are, are on call. Sure, and why not? So refer to them first, Refer to them obviously. first. Um, but we do have like other counselors or other areas, like other businesses that do have, they bring brochures up to have yeah. the front desks and most students just end up like, you know, they'll just say straight out, Oh, I see an off campus counselor. Yeah. And so that's totally okay. But we always try to maximize our counselors first. Which I think is fair because as, yeah, as of course. a student, you don't have to pay for that service. It's just as it's there for you to access. Of a yep. to them. Which we talked about the financial stressors that kind of takes that piece out of the running. It's so a, like, it's I just a was, free twenty four hour service. They're they're yeah. on twenty four hours a day, Monday through Sunday, holidays included. They are on call and they are that's wonderful. They are all a phone yeah. call away and they will stay on the line until they get there. Yeah, I love that. So there are two things that I still want to talk about. One of them, I just want to piggyback on to the, if there's a staff member who was involved in something that was a little bit hard for them to take on, you guys yeah. are able to provide that support to them. Yeah. That also goes for students. If a student is struggling with their mental health and there's, I mean, they have a lot of shit going on, you guys are really good about just go home. I will get yeah. a hold of your teachers. I will make sure yeah, that you yeah. are okay. And that's really nice to have because going back to the whole, well, if I go home to work on myself, then I flunk out of college. Right. And yeah. so that kind of carries that aspect of it. The a other, lot, oh, sorry, go on. A lot of those situations fall on like family death or right. family, uh, like, you know, parental divorces, mm -hmm. things sure. like that. And yeah, I mean, we, we obviously, you know, it, it only goes for a, a length of time, but dependent on the severity, you know, we can work with a number of different people from my boss to, um, VP know, student affairs. Yeah. Our tile nine coordinator who also, you know, oversees a lot of different areas on campus. Right. 
we have the resources to be able to talk with, you know, faculty, teachers to help out. You yeah. Know? But we need we need information. We need to know. It's not just like I want to go home because I have a stomach ache. Right. You know? <laughs> it it has to be it has to be strong and the fact that you know because yeah. teachers have to stick to a schedule they have to stick to the curriculum a mm-hmm. curriculum and but i think that's the beauty of a small college yeah is that i don't know if you would get that luxury support at big universities yeah um you know i had a friend who went to a university and he was known as a number he wasn't yeah. known as a name and so it's just i love that like that you're your student id number no yeah. i i really I went to a small college and so um, I get that piece, but I, I really have been impressed with the college here and just the amount of work that you guys do to make sure that your staff is trained in mental health stuff, yeah. because that's not always something that people take into priority. Right. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if Chelsea has anything else, but mm-hmm. um, emotional support animals. Yeah. That's, it's so cool that our college allows that. So we, our college does allow animals on campus. Um, Is that your last question? Yeah. Um, as if you have like a note from a doctor or a counselor or I don't know, med management, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, saying that it's in your best interest that you have your dog or your cat or whatever with you, um, that you are allowed to have the animal in the dorms. And that's, I mean, I had an emotional support animal let, in college. Let me just say, from personal experience, because I've I've worked with disability services on this too, mm-hmm. you can also have your animal in class if it's approved through disability services. So it's not just on right. like on, on the on campus living. Mm-hmm. I've worked with people who now have their animals in the classroom with them. Yep, that's so cool. And yep. I just again, small college. Yeah, the we folk we I, I I would say this for the whole college, but primarily, and that's not singling out any one department, but. I don't know how any other department runs their staff or not, but housing and residence life, we try to focus on making sure students are safe yep. and students are comfortable. If we're not doing those two things, we are failing as a, as a department. And so, yeah, ESAs and emotional support animals um, are a beautiful blessing that we can provide. And that was so nice. It, beautiful it blessing. I've, I've had a number of students who, you can tell too. So you can you can tell before they get the animal. Oh yeah. Yeah. It their makes a big their facial expressions are so different. And then once they get the animal, it's like a completely different person. It's like Absolutely. the light switch came on and they are just a hundred percent different. Well, and it can combat that like homesickness, right? It gives yeah. you someone to love and take care of and you know, to yeah. and people who don't have friends and for some for some animals it's definitely a you know there's benefits and there's drawbacks, um, primarily dogs. Sometimes people bring in their dogs as ESAs and in the, in the short term it does help them, but then they run into things that they have to abide by mm-hmm. and those start affecting their mental health because yeah, well, my dog won't stop barking and now I'm getting in trouble for it. Or my dog ate the wall in yeah. my dorm room and now I'm getting charged money. Now I'm for getting it. charged six hundred dollars to fix the framing of the wall. Like Hi, welcome to fucking adulthood. It, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's one of those things, it's like it's it's a very unfortunate, but there's an accountability for both ends yeah. and it's just one of those unfortunate factors. But yeah, yeah. emotional support animals are great and it is a little bit of paperwork in the beginning, but once you get it, it's totally, totally worth it. You don't have to, you know, re-enroll in it every year. You just simply like fill your, you know, you report your documentation every year, but sure. you don't have to worry about, well, I was able to bring it this year, but I might not be able to bring it next year. Right. So we can do I think I've dogs, had, I've cats. Had Lucy for like what, three or four years yeah. on campus. Yeah. And you don't have to re-justify. Deuce. No, Deuce. you just like, <laughs> no. you know, there's certain things like dog tags, shots, sure. records, sure. everything like that, that you have to re-up every year, sign your agreement. Just but so that's that kind of refreshed. that safety that you're talking about yeah, too, though. It's a safety net. Um, but yeah, emotional support animals are great. Um, we also have... You do. Yeah. The 
Oh man, I always forget this one. The disability animal service service, service. animals. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I like a docked. <laughs> no. But yeah. It's mm. definitely great. Some years it's really, you know, populated, and some years it's not. Like this yeah. last year, I had, you know. I saw so little. Usually there's like 50 two, dogs. Two years ago, there was a lot of dogs. Yeah. There's yeah. like a billion dogs. And I think it's, you know, yeah, I get emails all summer from students saying, oh, you know, I want to bring my dog here. I was told by my doctor or my counselor, you know, and we just point them the right side. We, you know, Dina Kennel on campus. She's in the library. Love her. Yeah. She's so passionate. She is very helpful. She's the start process. Mm-hmm. of that and she will help you get everything taken care of then you meet with austin stevens and uh austin goes over the residence hall stuff so like yeah you sign your contract stating that you understand like cat litter has to be disposed of outside all that stuff so oh you, you can't know. just pour it down the sink well you can't throw it in the you can't put it in the <laughs> trash room you know you, you, i was just kidding chris you know what i mean and so yeah, I like I how he took me so seriously and answered yeah. that like I oh, have no, to. what else do you have Chelsea? so this is my last question and it so how do you and your staff take care of yourself and do self-care mm-hmm. when you have to manage all this stuff like if you have a hard call or whatever like how do you guys take care oh, of yourself yeah well it's just kind of the same thing you know we train chris is lucky because he has me <laughs> so if you say video games and throw on this fucking computer at you it, we train our staff to not only learn how to take care of students but like utilize the same resources that you are trying to provide can i come in and train your staff on self-care <gasps> oh my god and vicarious cute. trauma we'll see <laughs> <laughs> brought you on my podcast chris but you know it's it's just like i i have to make sure that my staff is safe and comfortable too and so yeah my all the assistant directors are in charge of doing one-on-one meetings with all of our staff and in there is where we get kind of the more personal. Like we have group meetings that are a little bit more casual. We go over like, you know, what needs to be done and things like that. Jesus. But <laughs> our one-on-ones are the crucial meetings where, you know, sometimes I'll have a staff member come in and just say, man, that write-up really took a toll on me. I knew that person from back home. Yeah. And we sit there and we talk about the next step, you know, and if it's like, I need to go home and just kind of, you know, or like yeah. I need to have a few days off. I will cover their shifts so that they don't have to worry about, um, you know, they don't have to worry about trying to find coverage. They don't have to worry about this or that. Okay. Uh, essentially not having to worry about anything. And we also try to make sure that they know that they can utilize our counseling services yeah. and whatever, whatever resource we have for students is also available to our staff as well as the assistant directors. It goes high up. I mean, there's there's been situations where like you know we'll keep generalistic but like i've came home and like sat in the shower and cried yeah because it's so it's so much mm-hmm. and so i too like you know when i know my boss knows the information on the documents that because i have to send everything to my boss my boss is always a good resource for me to kind of go in and talk like my my thing is venting and talking yeah. about it and so um you know i will i'll start off with my boss or even i'll even utilize a counselor just so that i can get it off my chest so i can talk yeah. about it and sometimes it's nice for us to talk with our ras about you know what they went through and you know do you guys normalize and promote self-care um, yeah um, I feel like that's a questionable answer. Uh, uh, like, <coughs> yeah. <laughs> dumb, I'm not dumb it down for me, Chelsea. Self care. Yes. How do you no. care for yourself? Like, <laughs> it is dumbed you, down. We, so we, tr- we try to like encourage like going to community things, like sporting events mm-hmm. and things like that, but. um yeah, I mean, we obviously we know what they like to do, and so we yeah. try to push that on them. Like, you know, we have students who, or we have staff that love to like just vent to music, you know, yep. vent to art. That's what I meant. Video games, <laughs> Chelsea, Spyro, oh and so yeah, like I I used to go and play pool, you know, with one of my residents. <laughs> 
and you know stuff like that like i made a face that we're not laughing at people we we ra's are really good about doing self-care with like their residents i'm trying to hey why don't you come to one of the rla events um you know come with me we'll go to the basketball game together i love that and so um make it feel more like a community that way too yeah in each building too like with the ra's they're kind of their own family and so they will they will do a lot of things together that not even like we know about what are you doing and so you know sometimes they'll just go to the movies together you know like they'll get away like getting away from school which sometimes can be so helpful because you can get so isolated just like because you do have everything you technically need there yeah but we're almost out of time chris wrap it up one of the biggest self-cares is just time we just we just give them time and space and we let them you know they know that they can reach out to us anytime. So, yeah. No. Very nice. Well, if you are a college student, um, whether or not you go to Shadron or if you go to somewhere else, just know that there probably are resources where you are. Um, ask You'll around. You'll be able to find them on your school's website. So there yeah. generally is like a resources tab. Or, or like a health health yep. center tab. And whatever. it's not always. So Shad- we're very lucky at Shadron that there's an unlimited amount of sessions you can use. Um, some schools limit that. So just, you know, check it out. Look up, a, look at your school and see kind of what your resources are. Talk to your RAs or your resident directors or whoever your staff is in your dorm rooms or, you know, anything like that. And they can point you in the right direction. Chris, thanks for coming and answering all of our questions. Yeah, thanks yeah. for hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. Duh. So I have two quotes. Um, the first one is from Christy Ann Martin or Martine. Martine. Martin. Oh, there's, well, there's an E at the end. So there's an E at the end. a long I. <laughs> okay, whatever. Maybe it's something weird. It's like Martian. <laughs> Christy Ann Wait, says. Time out. Time out. I have a story. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Martians. So we were in Walmart today, and the kids were, like, looking at themselves in the security camera. Oh, God. And just being super dorky. And Avery's like, why is there a green box around my head? And I was like, they're testing you to see if you're an alien. And she's like, oh, there's a green box around my head. And I was like, God, you're an alien. Anyway, sorry. Wow, love that. That was all. Moving on. Um, Christy Ann says, all of this fear will drive you insane. Let go of the worry and release the pain and live again. Love, love, love. My second quote is from Elizabeth Sue. It says, the simple reminder that being human is hard sometimes might have been enough. Amen. So. So. Welcome back back. to school. I was going to say that. Welcome back to school. If you are struggling in any way, always feel free to reach out to us. Um, and if we don't have the answer, we can at least try to help you find it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. All right. Well, we will see you next week with a very exciting episode. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. Goodbye. Goodbye.